This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. Now, here's Patrick McEnroe. Hi, welcome to another edition of Holding Court, everyone. Patrick McEnroe here, and uh, this young lady has been around the world of tennis for her entire life. She's pretty much done it all. Uh, from starting out as a great player in her home country where she was born to South Africa to being involved in uh, the start of the women's tour and world team tennis. And uh, we will cover it all. The one and only Alana Kloss, who, by the way, has been playing quite a bit of tennis recently at our academy here in New York City on Randall's Island. Welcome, Alana. And uh, you look pretty good out there today, I must say. <laughs> Thanks. I love that you called me a young lady and... Um you know, uh, it's been fantastic playing uh, at Randall's Island at uh, at your academy, and uh, you know, thanks for the tips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I need you out there a little more often, but uh, it really has kind of been a blessing to be able to hit tennis balls on a regular basis with COVID. So there's certainly been a, a silver lining, and uh, really hats off to you and everybody at four-time Randall's Island because, um, you know, I, I'm sure it cannot be easy with all the safety protocols and, uh, you know, everyone there does an amazing job. So uh, I thank you on behalf of everyone who gets to love and play tennis. Well, we're happy to uh, be providing some uh, exercise and some fun for, for you and for your partner, Billie Jean, for Paul Moss, your sparring partner, who at one point was my coach in world team tennis. So, uh, you know, we are lucky, all of us in the tennis business, that tennis has uh, been able to thrive through all of this. So, uh, as I always do in my podcast, Alana, I like to talk to my guests, whether they have been involved in tennis, as you have been your whole life like me, or not, um, about how they got started in tennis. And uh, I know, you, I, I believe you were the first ever number one, you were the youngest number one you can correct me if I'm wrong, in your home original country of South Africa as a kid. And obviously you started quite young. So tell me what that was like getting your start in tennis and um, how you got interested and so good at it so early. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, for me, I was lucky both my parents played tennis. And uh, tennis, uh, the the British brought tennis to South Africa uh, mm -hmm. and uh, a, a very, very popular sport, uh, especially amongst uh, white South Africans. Uh, I grew up in the apartheid era, um, but both my parents played and, uh, you know, I got to go to the club on the weekend and hit against the wall and uh, just fell in love with it probably, you know, at four or five years old. So uh, lucky it really was introduced to it through my parents. And what was that like growing up in those days in South Africa with apartheid and with being uh, uh, privileged as, as you were, as, as I am as a white man and, you know, growing up in the United States? What was that like? I mean, do you, looking back now with um, the perspective that you now have as someone who's, you know, lived in the U.S. for so long and who's, who's seen so much and transforming uh, as you and Billie Jean together as a team have done for so long, women's sports, et cetera, and, and, and tennis particularly. But what was it like as a kid growing up um, with that around you, or did you really even get it at that point? Um, you know, as a young kid, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in a Jewish family, so we were always, um, I think, you know, open to treating people like you wanted to be treated and, you know, uh, and not to, uh, 
to be against anyone. So that was helpful. But I think for me, um, you know, I, I was so passionate with the sport and I did have opportunity and I did have uh, access, right? There were some great tennis programs in South Africa. And at the time that I was growing up, uh, tennis in South Africa was a big deal. So it wasn't even pro tennis then. It was in the um, mid to late 60s and Owen Davis, Owen Williams, who was a great tennis promoter, would bring out the very best players in the world to South Africa. So, you know, I got to see Rod Laver, Lou Hoes, uh, Tony Roach, uh, Billie Jean, uh, Rosie Cassell. So I got to see all of the great ones and I was, was a ball kid. Um, but for me, what really changed it and, and really made me think about it uh, was when Arthur Ashe came to South Africa in, in 1973. And I was uh, 17 at the time. And, you know, obviously, I had had been overseas once before to play and, uh, you know, wasn't feeling that popular as a South African uh but when Arthur came to South Africa, he brought the world with him. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, it just really opened my eyes to, um, you know, that things have to change and that I did not want to be a part of uh, the culture in South Africa and that I was going to do everything I could, um, you know, to help affect positive change. And, you know, like I, I said, I was really lucky um, – I was a ball kid for Billie Jean and Rosie and Billie Jean actually mentored me. She put me in touch with her coach, Frank Brennan, who wrote to me and helped me. She helped me get a sponsorship from Wilson Racket. Um, so, you know, I was, I was really lucky and I happened to be at the Gloucester Hotel the week before Wimbledon in 1973 when we formed the Women's Tennis Association. So, you know, when I was a kid playing growing up at 11, 12 years old, I wanted to be a professional tennis player. I didn't really know what they meant, what that meant. There wasn't even a pro tour at the time because open tennis hadn't happened. But, you know, I had the dream because I actually got to see the very best players in the world. So, you know, I was really fortunate. And I, I know you mentioned, um, you know, me uh, being a big part of world team tennis and, uh, that same year in uh, in '73, I was recruited uh, by World Team Tennis uh, to play for the Golden Gators in San Francisco. And uh, Donald Dell actually was my agent because I had played mixed doubles with Vicky Dell, um, sure. you know, his brother. Right. And uh, you know, and he, I mean, they ended. I ended up being offered a three-year contract where I was offered more money than my father was earning. And um, mm. it was just, you know, it was unbelievable. I was living the dream. And, you know, I think America is the promised land uh, even today. Uh, of course, we can do better. And, of course, there are, you know, a lot of issues that, that have to change and that have come to uh, the forefront here. But, um, you know, I think I was just very fortunate and I had great support from my parents and, I had access and, and, and opportunity. So, um, but Arthur Ashe really, he brought the world to South Africa. And by doing that, I think a lot of pressure was put on South Africa to change. Interesting. I mean, so you grow up in South Africa in apartheid. You grow up as a, as a Jewish person. You grow up as a woman, okay, in, in, uh, in those days trying to leave your country. 
Uh, you you um, also are a gay woman. So all of these different things that, you know, sort of you've had to deal with over time. And, uh, you know, people who know you in the tennis world know what you've done alongside Billie Jean, uh, what you've done with World Team Tennis. You became the vice president. You became the executive director um, for, the, for one of the teams. And then you became the chief CEO and the commissioner, essentially, of World Team Tennis for what, about 20 years you had that position. Um, and so when you look back, do you think, wow, uh, you know, I, I kind of have to o- overcome a lot of different things throughout my life. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, you know, because I never, um, I think as a woman, it was probably harder than, you know, yes, being Jewish, uh, you know, I had to default because I, um, they had the finals on the Jewish holiday when I was a kid and my parents wouldn't let me play and I was really pissed off at them. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, but I learned, um, you know, about you take a stand, right? And, right? and you do the right thing and you set an example. And, um, you know, I didn't really, as, as a gay person, um, didn't really know I was gay so much older in my life. Mm-hmm. So that really kind of wasn't a challenge. All I wanted to do was play tennis. You know, I didn't care about boys or anything, even mm-hmm. girls at the time. So mm-hmm. um, as a woman, it was harder because um, I even remember as a kid, like South Africa, tennis South Africa would send uh, a guy over to the uh, – to the Orange Bowl, right, right. in in, in uh, Florida, in Miami, right. exactly, and they and they would never send a girl, and um, we would always send a woman, a, a guy to play junior Wimbledon, and I actually had to pay my own way to go over and play. Tennis South Africa didn't want to let me play, and you won, so and I, you won junior Wimbledon, right? And I won it. Yeah. I won it that year, but wow. you know they they did not. Um, you know, I had to fight to get them to even, uh, to even be, be you know, in nominate the tournament. me. Right, right. Right. So, you know, as a, as a woman, um, you know, I felt a, a little more challenged. But, you know, when you love something and, you know, again, I was so fortunate to have grown up in the era of, you know, Billy and, and Rosie and Gladys Heldman and the original nine, right, and the stand that they took and, being uh, part of the WTA, I was on the board for for, uh, for, for many years. Um, you know that that was uh, you know incredible to learn from these greats. Um, you know was was amazing, and I think what I love about uh, Billie Jean and and kind of ha- having been by her side on this journey is uh, you know that we're always trying to push for others to have uh, opportunity. And, um, you know, if I look back on my life, you know, we're, we've always kind of been knocking at the door and wanting a seat at the table. And, uh, yes, we did that with World Team Tennis, and, yes, we did that with, uh, with the WTA. But, um, you know, as I look now where we sit by having a small ownership piece in the Dodgers and being involved with the LA Sparks and being involved with Angel City, the, the women's uh, new soccer team in LA, um, you know, we really are trying to make the road easier for those who follow in our footsteps. But, um, you know, it's amazing. I, I kind of pinch myself like I think all of us do, right? When you grow up and you have these dreams and your dreams, you know, far exceed uh, you know, I, I've done more than I ever would have dreamed of, but I feel a great, 
sense of, you know, playing it forward. Yeah, well, I always felt that, um, you know, my playing career was was modest by by your level and by others that we know well, Billy Jean and my brother John, of course. But uh, I always felt like there was a lot more to do after my playing career, which I've been lucky enough to, to do a lot of those things, be the Davis Cup captain and work on TV and, and, and various things. And I when I look at what you've done, I mean, you won the U.S. Open in doubles. You won a mixed title as well. You were number one in the world in doubles. You also got to top 20 in singles, so you were a heck of a player. But when I look at Alana Kloss, the person, the woman, you know, you've done so much beyond your playing days. So talk to me a little bit about how – I mean, I know World Teams Tennis started for you as a player and then as a coach, similar to me. I was a player, a coach, and I was an, a, a part owner of one of the teams, and you sort of took it to the whole next level. And I always was so impressed by you and by Billy all the years that I was involved with it when, uh, you know, some years it struggled, some teams struggled, but you two were always – you know, so adamant and so positive about what it meant because playing team tennis was one of the great experiences for me as a player to play men and women alongside each other, play as a team. I love team sports as a kid, playing soccer and and ba- basketball and baseball. So I always missed that in tennis, which is why I love Davis Cup and playing in college and so on. So what was it about world team tennis that got you hooked and you, you stayed with it? You've stayed with it for so long. You know, I think first of all, you're you're extremely modest uh, about your career. I think you've, uh, you know, had an incredibly accomplished career. I was just fishing for a compliment. That's all. Anna. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to give you one. All because, right, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. You know, I think building uh, player development and uh, and Davis Cup uh, and your career, um, you know, is uh, don't just count that. But but I think for me, um, you know, I think. Uh, World Team Tennis was all about uh, equality and a level playing field, right? And I think um, men and women being on a, on a team together and, uh, you know, sharing equal contribution to the team effort. And I just think that that is uh, an incredible message, right, to send. So whether you're a little boy or a little girl, when you come to World Team Tennis, you see, uh, you know, teammates working right. together, you know, and I think that that is really important. I think the other thing, um, you know, I just, I think sports teaches you this and you know better than most, um, you know, you just don't like to give up, right? And uh, I, you know, Billie, Billie Jean is just, this, the vision that she had for the sport is where that it could be an individual sport and a team sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um and she's never given up on that and she never will give up on that. You know, she, she continues to think that if a format like uh, World Team Tennis was used or any team tennis format was used in collegiate tennis, that we wouldn't be losing programs and that tennis could be probably the third largest sport mm-hmm. right behind uh, basketball and football. So I think it's, it's, you know, I think team tennis is a it's a platform for what we totally believe in every day of our lives. And the thing that's fantastic about sports, which, you know, I don't think uh, people realize is that you have an amazing opportunity and platform to help change the world. And, 
you know, we saw it this year, right, with uh, Naomi Osaka and, uh, you know, a bunch of the players really, you know, standing up and taking a position, um, uh-huh. you know, and Billy's always felt that uh, we need to use athletes more and that having this platform is hugely important. So for me, team tennis really was uh, a metaphor for, how I wanted to live my life and it was really a part of, of, of who I was and uh, yeah I mean you know 40 over 40 years I was involved with it right. <laughs> so yeah. we don't give yeah. up easily um, but but it's really was more a, a philosophy in life mm-hmm. well I could tell you that um, it's been amazing to you know be involved with it in so many different ways that I've been involved in to see the passion that you and Billy have, have brought to it. So, so tell me, tell me straight now, Alana, because, you know, Billy Jean, your partner in life and your partner, obviously in, in business and world team tennis and so on. But tell me the truth, Alana, when every time I see <laughs> Billy Jean, you know, set up, like I interviewed her for our Academy, she's always so gracious. She, you know, she's getting asked to do a million different things. But every time she's on, you know, TV and every time she's giving a speech, I, I, I'm always thinking of Alana's just right there somewhere, isn't she? She's right there getting this all set up. I mean, I have a little bit of that with my brother, but I'm guessing, right, right. Um, but I'm always like, I know Alana's right there. So just tell me a little bit what that's been like and also how your relationship blossomed into the relationship that it is, meaning you became partners, you became, you've been a couple for, how many years has it been that you've been together as a couple? Yeah, almost forty years. Almost so forty years. I mean, so give me a yeah. little, give me a little history on how you know <laughs> we, we, you go into as much detail as you want, okay, about just how that started. Yeah, well, you know, again, I mean, I, I literally was a ball kid for Billy when I was eleven years old, and you know, she walked past the court and she said to my dad, you know, I recognize your kid. She's been ball girling for me, and um, she really hits the ball well. Would you mind if I hit a ball, a few balls with her? So. She hit with me for probably 10 or 15 minutes. She said to my dad, your kid's got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's my address. Which I'll I, which I saw okay. on display again today, by the way. Okay. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> your talent. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Talent. But uh, yeah, well, we'll talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, that's another whole podcast. Right. But, um, so, so she really, that day changed my life. I was like, I want to be the best tennis player in the world. I had no idea what that meant. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really uh, see Billy. Um, you know, she came to South Africa once or twice again. She helped me in the early 70s right. uh, with, uh, with my career. She, um, but she, but she, did, she did that tennis. for tons of people. I mean, she did that for a lot exactly. of people. Exactly, and, yeah. and she still does it, right? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I see her every day stopping, inspiring a kid. But... Um, you know, as far as I always laugh and say that I'm kind of the woman behind the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. They <laughs> and, say there's, there's, they say that about they're you know, the great kings and the kings of the world, right? Yeah, there a, we, go. there we go. Right, right. exactly. Right. The king and the queen. Um, yeah. But um, but you know, it's it's uh, and I think we are a great team because um, you know Billy has all the super energy and um, she loves people and she's a perfectionist and. You know, I, I'm kind of like the, um, you know, it's the hare and the turtle. I'm going to plod along, dot the I's, cross the T's, and just, you know, keep going. And um, uh, and, and she, you know, I, I honestly am in awe of 
you know, how much she cares about people. I think if mm. there's one thing that's been hard on her with COVID is, you know, she's done a lot of work, but it's always been, um, you know, through Zoom, right? Or right. virtually. Sure. And she really misses interacting with people. She loves people. She learns from them. She's curious. Um, so, you know, she, she is amazing. She was given a gift and, um, she wants everybody to be the best that they can be. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly feel pretty blessed to be alongside her, um, you know, helping to support that. And especially, you know, Billy's 77 now. And, you know, I think the things we are getting to do are things that probably build around her legacy, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that all the stuff can continue beyond her. And, and what's actually great is now she gets to choose what she wants to do. And it's really interesting. She still loves people. She still loves tennis. She loves inspiring others. And, um, you know, I, I do everything I can to, uh, to support it. But, you know, I know that I do play an important role because, um, you know, it, it does take a village. <laughs> Yeah, well, you guys, the two, of you, the two of you are a village, and it's a, it's, it's, and it, and you know what's also been great to see is Billy, Billy back on the courts herself because I've seen her out there a couple of times. So seeing her out there hitting some balls, you know, she's had some of her own health issues, so it's great to see her back out there. But tell me what is next for you, Alana and Billy. I mean, obviously, you're going to continue to to try to help people and, and, and Billy's legacy. I mean, we know what it is with the Billie Jean King national tennis center with now the fed cup being renamed the Billie Jean King cup. So what, 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 what's on the horizon for you and for Billy? So, you know, I think, uh, the, the next, uh, you know, Billy always says, people say, well, are you going to stop and relax? And she's like, I'm not done yet. And (laughs) she really actually believes that. Um, but I think it's just this, uh, doing everything that we can um, to push for equal pay for equal work, right? And uh, again, it's, it's beyond tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Tennis obviously has done a great job, especially at the majors. Um, but there's so many other women's sports, especially team sports, right, that aren't even close. We've been helping uh, some of these top women uh, hockey players, right, who... Mm-hmm don't have a professional league to play in, right? So they're 50 years behind where, where women's tennis is. So we've been helping that. We've been working with um, CEOs through the Billie Jean King Leadership Initiative, which is a nonprofit, um, all about equal pay for equal work. And so, you know, we're going to continue to kind of push the envelope on that as much as we can. And I think the other piece is, you know, the world's changing and, and I think for the workforce, you want people to be able to come to work and be their authentic self, right? And differences are good and you don't have to fit in a, in a particular box. So I think it's just really continuing to push for equal pay for equal work and also for people, um, you know, and to use kind of sports, if you think about it, Patrick, the great thing about sports is when you're part of a team, you know, you don't care who's on the, you know, what, what religion the person is, what color, what race, what mm-hmm. gender. You're going to give them the ball if you think they can win. Right. And I just, that's how we want, you know, the world to function. And again, the thing I love about team tennis or doubles, 
as you know, the relationships that you make with people, whether it's on the Davis Cup or a Billie Jean King Cup or a World Team Tennis, um, those relationships you'll have forever and those victories, whether you win or lose, you share something special. And I think um, that's what's great about tennis. You have the individual, but it's really those shared memories, right, that, that are special. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to be part of the team, I think. Yeah, well, I think you summed it up perfectly. And so before I let you go, Alon, and I appreciate you giving me all this time, Where, what, what are a couple of things that you would like to see happen in the world of professional tennis in 2021? In addition to obviously just getting back to some sense of normalcy, but what in the bigger picture do <laughs> you think are things that could help continue to move the sport forward? Yes, I think you said it first. Obviously, uh, you know, people, fans being able to attend and, and getting closer to, to what we were. And I think, uh, you know, one thing that we have always wanted is the uh, WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association, and the men's, the ATP, to really um, continue to come together and work together because I think tennis as a, uh, a product with men and women is incredibly value, uh, valuable, right? So I think we would continue to say that the more things that we can do together, um, uh, the better. And, you know, I, I always think if, without the players, you have nothing. And if the men and women really got together, they could really own sport and they could have a lot more leverage with the majors and with their own destiny and, you know, why should four countries get all the money from the majors and not other countries? And yes, it's, it's complicated for sure. And, um, but I think having one voice with the players would be incredibly powerful and it wouldn't only be about equal prize money. It could really change the landscape of the sport. So anything that we could do to support that, I, um, we'd love to see that. But it, it seems like it's starting to happen more and more. I saw the women's uh, WTA announced yesterday that they're at least going to have the tournaments called the same levels, right? The thousands, right. the five hundred, right. the two fifties. I mean, you know, we have an incredible sport, and we, you know, we can totally confuse the audience. So I love that we're starting to, um, you know, have one voice. In, mm -hmm. in certain key issues and and i think um the more that we can do to build that in 2021 and beyond would be great and uh you know maybe you can be the commissioner of tennis <laughs> don't tell that to my brother you can, he's been <laughs> lobbying for that job forever but, I, well uh, you know what can i say the man behind the throne yeah there you, you go right? there you go somebody's <laughs> got to cross the uh, t's and dot the i's alana like you said exactly yeah, well, exactly. listen, tennis, there's no other sport like it as far as men and women being together on equal footing. So you and, and a big reason for that is, of course, yourself and the great Billie Jean King and all that she did to promote uh, women's sports, women's tennis, obviously. So we shall see where it all goes. Alana, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and I will see you back on the courts, I'm assuming, very shortly. Yes, and absolutely, I will get closer to the ball on my back end. Thanks for that, Chip. <laughs> you got it. Anytime. I'll be great. Alana right. Kloss, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Holding Court. All right. Stay Take safe. Care. You too. Bye-bye. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.